Are you ready, kids? Hi, I'm Chris O'Donnell. And I'm Lenny Testa. And this is Bikini Bottom Bystanders, a SpongeBob SquarePants rewatch podcast. We've got the inside scoop on everybody's favorite talking sea sponge. Including what was going on behind the scenes. This is Bikini Bottom Bystanders. Today on Bikini Bottom Bystanders, we are talking about Season 2, Episode 34, The Frankendoodle, which had an original air date in the United States of January 21st, 2002. All right, let's get right into the plot of the episode. SpongeBob and Patrick discover a magic pencil that brings anything they draw with to life, which I feel like for SpongeBob is a pretty tame plot idea, right? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I also think that, but it does delve deeper. We'll get into that later. The episode was written by Walt Darn, Paul Dibbett, and Meriwether Williams. A fun fact is that Paul Tibbet was the voice of Doodlebob in this episode. The episode starts with a live-action bit, actually. This episode isn't fully animated. It starts with the character known as the Artist at Sea, who is played by Mr. Lawrence, who you might also know as a writer for the show Spongebob, and the voice of Sheldon J. Plankton. He drops his pencil, and then we pick up with Spongebob and Patrick playing a game of rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. And did you notice, like, Spongebob says to Patrick, why do you always pick paper? And then at the end of the episode, that's how he stops Doodlebob by trapping him in paper. I did not notice that. Did you notice that? No, I did not. So, like, he foreshadowed it. Oh, wow. I didn't even... Wow, that's so good. There's a lot that happens in this episode. Um, They clearly get an object that is far more powerful than anything they've ever seen. Um, Or at least have had control of. This pencil has the ability to have you basically play God. That's what I was going to say. Like, in this episode, they're literally gods just creating and taking away life. Yes, and there's there's several, several references to, like, the more deeper aspect of it. And SpongeBob, he'll just randomly say these quotes. And then uh, Patrick will be like, yeah, it's just a drawing. Yeah, like, at that one point where... um where he like thinks he erases Doodle Bob, and then he's like chanting with the pencil over his head. Hi, mm. and SpongeBob, destroyer of evil. Take it easy; it's just a drawing. So yeah, that was one that stuck out to me. Uh, SpongeBob exclaims very loudly, "I am SpongeBob, destroyer of evil," holding up the pencil, and that just seemed very, very godlike or like something of that nature right um like clearly he has an object that's far more powerful and like it's it doesn't just affect what they can draw like later on in the episode it starts erasing like spongebob's house yeah and like the his house like the exterior yeah. the doors well why don't why don't we talk about exactly what the pencil does real quick like i said earlier it can create anything they draw like it brings it to life Yes, and it can erase things from real life, too. Right. Like, you could just, like, straight up commit genocide with this pencil if you wanted to. You could. And, like, nobody could really stop you. And then, obviously, the foil was paper. So, yeah, he's a SpongeBob, destroyer of evil. Um, That's just really dramatic. And then he says... It's the evil doodle! No, no, not evil. 
He was just a two-dimensional creature, lost in our three-dimensional aquatic world, longing for a purpose. Yeah, as I've like rewatched SpongeBob as I've gotten older, a lot of it I'm just like, oh my god, like this is really serious and like a there's a lot more underneath the surface. The main takeaway from all of this is you shouldn't play God. And it's wrong to play God. Nobody should have all that power and use it for irresponsible things. And if you do, there will be consequences. Right. Like the first thing Doodle Bob does is beat up Squidward. Yeah. Without hesitation, just goes and does like the what the Hulk does to Loki in the Avengers, just throws him around. Something else that was interesting. The first picture he drew, it was just a jellyfish. Yeah. And the jellyfish flew away. Then Patrick drew Squidward, in quotations, um, who was like the shape of a jellyfish with the face of Squidward. And Squidward's always, you know, he's like a mean dude. He he just, like, he was walking around. Like, he looked like he was going to get himself into trouble. And then they erased him immediately. And then Doodle Bob, that was just another, cr- like, crude drawing, like, to be funny. He didn't realize what he did. All he wanted to do was just joke around with Squidward. Yeah. And then it caused all this mayhem. Yeah. Another big thing from this is that, like Spongebob said, like, Doodlebob is not from this world. And you shouldn't try to merge things that don't belong together. Right. You know? Not everything belongs together. Like, everything has its place in a certain setting. Yeah. And Doodlebob was not meant for Bikini Bottom. And he was much much happier in the two-dimensional world, as he said. Like, he he made a little smile as soon as he went onto the paper. It just goes to show that they just should not have had that power. Yeah, especially, then, like, with the mental maturity of Spongebob and Patrick, especially. Oh, yeah, Like, definitely. I feel like nobody should have that power, but especially not Spongebob <laughs> and Patrick. Yeah. yeah, and then at the end of the episode, uh, after, you know, lessons learned, they shoot the pencil back into the sky. Yep. Which, you know, that's probably a metaphor for, like, heaven or, like, you know, the gods. Right, the people above them. The people above them. Yeah, just overall, like... It's these like deeper meanings that is what makes SpongeBob so popular and rewatchable still, in mm. my opinion. Absolutely. And it sticks with you. And, you know, people think like media for kids, like you need to dumb it down. But the answer is no. No, you do. SpongeBob no. is proof. Yeah. But, like, we'll get into it more with other episodes. But this one, when I was rewatching it, I was like, this is really deep. Yeah. I think if more kids learned lessons similar to that at a young age like the world would be in better hands before we move on before i let the french narrator take it away i just want to say my favorite part of this episode a 20 second stretch i timed it where it's just patrick being the funniest character ever it's the (laughs) the where's the leak ma'am where's the leak ma'am him turning into a bowling pin and then shouting Finland happens within 20 seconds of each other. And, you know, that's the other thing. Like, yeah, there's all these deep meanings, but there's plenty of comedy throughout the entire thing. Right. And, like, quality, just, like, quick. Like, quick bits that are just genius. I also, my one of my other favorite moments was when the hand was just crawling through the house and it stopped and used the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know why. I just thought it was so funny that it was just the Doodle Bob's hand. 
but yet it could climb up the stairs and use the bathroom and flush the toilet. I thought that was so funny. Oh, man. Good quality stuff. All right, French narrator, take it away. It's time for behind-the-scenes content. Lenny, did you know that on this episode's premiere date of January 21st, 2002, the episode premiered following a seven-hour SpongeBob marathon that ran on Nickelodeon? No, I did not. And did you also know that this was not the only episode to premiere that night along with its uh, sister episode uh, the chum bucket other episodes of spongebob that premiered beforehand were mermaid man and barnacle boy 4 and doing time oh wow okay all right that about wraps it up thank you for listening and we will catch you next time on bikini bottom bystanders Bikini Bottom Bystanders is hosted by Lenny Testa and me, Chris O'Donnell. It is also produced and edited by me, Chris O'Donnell, here at Stupid Town Studios. For any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach us here at the podcast by emailing bikinibottombystanders at gmail.com. That's all one word. The music used throughout Bikini Bottom Bystanders is Malokai Nwai, Marching in Honolulu, and Dancing the Hulu, by the Hiram Olsen Group and Kaylee Wahimana. Additionally, we use Hawaiian Link by Richard Myhill. All SpongeBob episode clips heard throughout are owned by Nickelodeon. Finally, here is a teaser for the episode we will be discussing next time. Bash! Pigging! The hash slinging slasher!